Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour podcast. Three women, one podcast, and a whole load of badass. I'm Harriet Minter, and I'm here with Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. And this week, we went to see Magic Mike live. Here are our thoughts on the show and what it means for feminism with Samantha Baines. Plus, we talked to Anna Cribb about why she was filmed having a smear test. Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators, but no one compares. Badass Women's Hour XL with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. One, two, three, four! Now, if you can listen to the show, you know the Badass Women's Hour crew. We had our Christmas outing this week. We went to see <laughs> Magic Mike Live, which is currently playing at the Hippodrome Theatre um in leicester square ladies give me your hot takes on it what did you think emma sexton uh it was basically man utopia (laughs) and i really liked it and i want to go back did you think you were going to enjoy it no because when i arrive i don't want to give too much away from the show but when you arrive there's something that's it's a much more like a traditional strip show right and then everything just changes and i just arrived and there were just Every all the women just seemed to be really feral, and there was a guy on stage in like a fireman's outfit, and I was like, I am not going to enjoy this at all. And then it all changes, and I'm like, I'm going to enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> now, what was your view? Ah, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it for sheer entertainment. It was a fun. It's a fun night out. I had had a busy day and I was smiling from ear to ear for the whole thing. <laughs> I was surprised. I heard some, some of my favourite songs. There was a sing-along. The camaraderie amongst the women as well. There were women on both sides and you just start talking to women and they where yeah. they were taking photos. It was like, oh my God, look what's on the phone. Or if a guy walked past. So it, you came... You, I, you, you can go with a friendship group, you can go alone and you'll meet lots of other women there yeah. and you're all friends for that night. And that is beautiful because you don't often have that when you go to the theatre. Um, the bit that I don't know if I can enjoy that sort of thing in the same way because in the back of my mind for the whole thing, I was like, am I objectifying men? Am I objectifying men? Yeah. Is this wrong? Is Whereas this wrong? Whereas was like, yeah. yes, yeah. I am, and that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, uh, so I went and I definitely went with a lot of trepidation because it involves sort of three of my least favourite things, that being audience participation, which I, I just hate. It's like throwback to being five at Panto and forced up on stage. Uh, man spreading. There's a lot of man spreading <laughs> in the show. And links deodorant. So I was like, this is not I don't know how I'm gonna feel about it. It is an excellent show. 
we are going to talk a little bit more about the whole show and our feelings about it and how much we enjoyed it. But we are also lucky enough because the whole show is emceed by one very powerful woman. And yes. we have one of those very powerful women, Samantha Baines, in the studio with us right now. Hello, welcome. Hi. Hello. When you pay, played Pony, I was like, oh my God, I'm back at work. <laughs> I listen to that twice a night now. Hang on, you can't get the Sunday night fear like everyone else gets, Samantha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Has it just ruined Channing Tatum for you for life? <laughs> no, because he directs the show, so I've got to work with him loads. And actually, he's a really lovely guy. Yeah. So it's kind I'm of made so him happy. better for me. That makes me so happy. So, Samantha, for... Um, so I walked into the show thinking that it was the musical version of the film. Mm-hmm. That's not what it is, is it? No. Tell us what it is. There's no, I don't do any sick. Well, I do do a tiny bit of singing, but it's not related. <laughs> um, it is, what is it? It's, what is it? It's kind of, it's difficult to summarise, which I think is why everyone is so interested in it and wants to debate about it and is um, a bit scared before you go because it's kind of a dance show and a comedy show and there's musicians and aerialist work and it's it's kind of, I see it as like a safe space for women to be a bit sexual in a respectful way and have a night out where we can just have fun and enjoy ourselves and hopefully we're creating a a lovely space where women feel comfortable and what I love about the show is that it's one of the only shows that I've heard of that is created in the female gaze. So Channing is at the head of a brilliant team of very strong women who've been involved in creating this show and it is a show for women. Everyone's welcome, but it is a show for women. So the one thing you haven't mentioned in all of that is that it's also a show that contains seven or eight hot men who spend a lot of their time with their bodies out. And I actually thought it was an interesting positioning. The posters for Magic Mike are a man in a suit dancing like contemporary style. Mm-hmm. And so the messaging for it is actually quite, in- well, there's a couple of a couple of posters, but so not the black and gold one. There's a sort of a white um, version with a man in a suit. How does the interplay of the men and the dancing and the nakedness come into everything that you've described there? So I think lots of people want to call it a strip show and in the show we don't call it a strip show Mm -hmm. and actually we've worked out that the guys have their clothes on for longer than they have their clothes off Mm -hmm. Uh, and also you don't see any full frontal (laughs) nether region. Um, There's there's none of that like in a traditional strip show with fluffers and all those sorts of things. There's none of that. Um, It is professional dancers taking their tops off, sometimes taking their trousers off And, and actually I think... But it's more, for us, it's more a show about the women in the audience Mm -hmm. than it is about the men on stage. And obviously the guys are all very beautiful and also, I must say, lovely human beings Mm -hmm. and really talented dancers. You know, they've all trained for years and years to do what they do. And as I said, they do aerial work as well and they're musicians. So I think if anyone came with the idea that they were going to objectify men, like they were just going to look at a body and like it, Um, I think it's quite hard in the show to just do that because actually the show is all about watching their talent unless you've had six proseccos at which point it's very easy to just blur it I say that but if I mean if we just flip it because this is where I sort of was in it where I really uh, so I can't say that I didn't enjoy the show I did really enjoy it and I think it is an excellent show and full credit to the boys they are brilliant dance boys god full credit to the men you see so this is where i have a problem because i've instantly diminished them 
they're men dancing. I've gone full credit to the boys. Well done. Pat on the head. And I think that's what happens so often with women in that situation. And the whole way through, I was thinking, how would I feel if this was reversed, if this was women? Because there's a bit right at the beginning where we summon the Mike of Magic Mike. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't want to give too much away again, but he is Italian. So they've summoned him and he appears as if by magic and he doesn't know where he is. And he's in a foreign country. And the MC says, do you want to stay? And he says, oh, no, no, I want to go home. And she's like, no, no, you definitely want to stay. And I was like, whoa, hang on. We're human trafficking here. (laughs) (laughs) Just in defense of the show, the line, you definitely want to stay is not in the show. Um, We give him two options in the show so he says no no, I want to go home and we say hang on let me give you two options here's one option you can go away and here's another option you can stay and he and he says he wants to say. So we've been really careful in this. I know what you mean. And yeah. it's so interesting that so many people are like it's a double standard what if it was women up there. But what I say to that is if you watch a show like Strictly Come Dancing which I love. Yeah. The female dancers in that show will have more flesh on show than the boys in our show. For the majority of the time. The boys in our show wear suits. They come on stage originally in full clothes. Yes, they do take their clothes off. But the female dancers in Strictly Come Dancing quite often are in like swimming costume bikinis. I love it. Great. They're celebrating their bodies. But we watch that so regularly on TV. And and we but see it in music videos. We're to, used to nudity. Doesn't that then come down to the point about gays, right? So when we're talking about male gays, what we're generally saying is we're looking at women from a sexualized point of view. And if we're then taking this and saying, actually, we've created a show which is female gaze, but it's just women looking at men from a sexualized point of view, it's the same thing. Yeah, but right? what's wrong with what's wrong with looking at another human being in a sexual way when we are most of us attracted to human beings? And the points at which there was nudity were the points at which I enjoyed. And I must say, the points where it was quiet was where when there was dancing and they were fully clothed. And because I think we everyone was a bit like, I'm not sure what this yeah, yeah. is right now. Is it a dance show where there is obviously brilliant dance and this is a great song? And then as soon as like a T-shirt got, you know, started started to rise, then everyone's like, woo! So I think women are still in a place where they're confused about what, what, what that sort of performance is. And also I think it's so interesting because obviously it, our show isn't a strip show, but if you're talking about strip shows um, and obviously people who work in those shows is their prerogative, yeah. <laughs> like that I'm not damning them yeah. in any way. It's completely up to them. But we've had strip bars, you know, throughout the UK for years and years and years. So mm-hmm. there is place uh, for majority straight men mm-hmm. to go and enjoy themselves in a sexualized way. Um, there is, I have found as a woman, never a place for me to go mm-hmm. and enjoy myself in a sexualized way. And I would say that this show is kind of that place, but we're doing it respectfully. Like you don't grope the guys. If you grope the guys, you will be warned and then you'll be removed from the show. Mm-hmm. Like the, we talk about permission in the show, we talk about mm-hmm. consent, mm-hmm. but you can still enjoy yourself and feel powerful and feel sexual. And as a woman, I know I've never had that experience. When I went to see the show in Vegas, because it's already a successful show in Vegas, we've we've Londoned and UK'd it up over <laughs> here. But um, when I went to see the show in Vegas, I, I got, I felt out of control because I was like, I've never been given permission to be like, I feel sexy. 
body mm-hmm. and I feel in a sexy environment I feel powerful and like I can say yes that's mm-hmm. what I want and 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 I, and I can try and experience it and get it but in a respectful way because that's the bit about the show that I love there is one there's one part of the show where the guy pretty much you know you could you know most of his clothes come off and actually I didn't even want to see that because all the sexiness was the clothes on the music track the soundtracks were mm. were just amazing and what I realized is when I entered and we and it starts with this very traditional strip show I was like oh my goodness I remember those days I remember the hen nights that we went on with those kind of male strippers and that's such a a male construct of assuming that that's what women like and I looked at that and I was like oh my goodness I I partook in some of that stuff for hen nights or whatever and thought it was fun but it never made me feel as sexy as the Magic Mike show because that was just so tuned into to women but equally it felt equal I didn't feel like I was demoralizing those guys I didn't I didn't feel like we all had the control and they had no control. It just felt like a really amazing space. So that's really interesting because I definitely, ha- I always make a joke that whenever one of my female friends has a hen do and somebody hires a butler in the buff, that I am the woman in the kitchen making polite conversation with the butler in the buff about where he's going to university <laughs> and is he going to get home safely and does he need, you know, nappy cream for the acne on his ass or whatever. And, um, and and I feel like I have to kind of look after them and spot- and I definitely had a bit of that feeling at Magic Mike where I was, we were saying you bonding with the women next to you. The women sat next to me as they were going around. They're like, come and give her a lap dance. Come and give her a lap. I was like, no, 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 really. I'm totally fine. You go over there. You're. T- I don't want you to feel you have to. You're totally. And I felt responsible for them. Well, they're grown human beings. So they can uh, they can make their own decisions, and we do. You know, we do look after them. But also, there is a, there's a safe word in the show, mm-hmm. and um and guys will approach you because I know lots of people have been saying oh I don't want to be dragged up on stage you will not be dragged up on stage in Magic Right they will ask you if you would like to come on stage and I bring women up on stage at one point during the show and I always ask and people say no and I say that's absolutely fine mm-hmm. are you sure they say yes and then I move on and I ask someone else so um, apart from that beginning bit where we kind of hark back to old the olden days yeah. um, uh and someone is dragged up on stage, but not a member of the audience, maybe, <laughs> let's say. Um, the, yeah, no one is ever dragged up on stage. People always ask for permission. When the guys come over to you for a lap dance, they make eye contact with you. And, you know, they know that if you look like you don't want it or you say no, yeah. they will normally just kiss your hand or like just say, OK, thank you and move away. Because, you know what's so nice about this production because before I was involved in it I was like what is this going to be <laughs> um, and I'm a, I'm a I call myself a feminist and I am a feminist and and I wanted to be involved in something where women felt powerful and didn't feel talked down to or patronized and what I find so brilliant about the show is these female powerhouses. Alison Falk is uh, co-directs with Channing and she's the choreographer on the show. She worked on all the Magic Mike movies and like the the set design is by Rachel. Like there's just uh, these amazing women who've said, no, we don't want those things that we've been told that we want before. I think that this is 
what I would like. So I'm going to create a space that, that I would like to be in. And and what's so great, as you said, is the female like solidarity just in the room. Yeah. Like I've never chatted to strangers in London yeah. as yeah. much yeah. as yeah. when yeah. I'm right. in this show. Yeah. Like we just all chat and, yeah. and afterwards like women come up to me and we have the most amazing conversations. And I feel like I'm making friends every night doing the show, which for me as a performer is like a dream come true but like it's what yeah what I love about it is is that it, it I hope and people have told me that it feels safe and nice and that you're in control and that um you know when they auditioned the guys they not only auditioned them as dancers they interviewed them and they asked them questions you know about women and how they interact with women so all of those fellas are lovely human beings and know that a woman saying, no, I don't want to lap dance isn't anything to do with them. You know, you don't know what's going on in that person's life and it's completely their prerogative to say, no, thank you. Um, as obviously, as long as they do it in a respectful way. like. So can I ask you though, <laughs> as a feminist, how do you feel about traditional strip, strip clubs where it's generally women and men? So I think it's a difficult issue. I think no one should ever feel like they're forced into stripping, obviously, Mm -hmm. and that they don't have enough money or or whatever it is, and that's all that they can do. I think that's when I have a problem with it. If someone, you know, like, you know, sex workers and people in the stripping industry, if that's what they want to do and that's what makes them feel powerful and they love, then, you know, there, there is a space for them to do that. But I do think it's so important, this kind of permission and respect thing and that obviously there should be a safe environment for male or female strippers if that's what they decide to do and that they shouldn't feel like they're unsafe at work and they should be groped and things like that do you think though that if there was a show let magic miranda yes and it was exactly the same um thing so let's just say say it's burlesque cabaret um, created by women, women on stage, this, a similar dynamic, we would be as supportive. Because I do think, I don't necessarily know if we would be because we we would always see it as women being objectified. And this is the issue that I had when I was watching it. I really enjoyed it. But I was thinking if it was the other way around, even if the women were empowered and I would feel that sense of objectification, even if the power parity was exactly the same, I would still see it as... But would you? Or is that your connotation my... linked with the the sex and the strip industry of the past? Because if you think about like a going to see a burlesque show mm-hmm. with female performers, like I've never thought they're being objectified I think in a burlesque, burlesque is made show. for women. Yeah, I don't burlesque, think burlesque is, is made, made for men. Burlesque is made for women. And I think actually if you go to most classic strip clubs it's not made for women it is made for men even the ones where you know and i have nothing against a woman who decides she wants to do that for a living i have nothing against a man who actually decides he wants to go and watch it fair enough but they are made for men and that's and i guess what you're trying to do is magic mike is make something for women but we are still in a world where most stuff is made for men yeah but that's why i think that magic mike is so popular because we've one not space. had yeah. this yeah. before yeah. so we're like oh my but goodness quick get a ticket <laughs> but it was hard to not have this conversation in yeah, my no, head totally. and that's the thing that upset me I couldn't just in- indulge and I feel bad to even saying the word indulge I couldn't just indulge because I had all of these other thoughts in my head well interestingly I mean I think Chan has said this in an interview they they have thought about doing the female version or maybe even a mixed version yeah so there is there is 
I don't know whether that will ever happen. I but loved that has been the considered. couple. Yeah, yeah. actually, yeah. the sexiest bit in it was the couple. Yeah. And so I would watch something that was two people. I was thinking it definitely. I could don't want to give away show. what happens, but yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. talking in mysterious <laughs> yeah. ways. But, but, but the other There's aspect was, for me that uh, that made me comfortable with the show was that there was a lot about um, sen- it was sensual sex. It was a different level of a sex rather than the sex that we're used to from porn, from stripping. Yeah, yeah. Like there was a much more. I don't know what the word is really, but it, w- it was... It was thoughtful. It was more thoughtful. I mean, there was a guy doing this sort of almost contemporary balletic dance, you know? So It is. It's beautiful and we would love to know what you think. So in order to know that, you need to go and see it. <laughs> uh, Magic Market's on at the Hippodrome Theatre. <laughs> Apparently it's booked up till June, but I'd see me and get a return because it, it was a lot of fun. We had a lot New of fun. New tickets are released every Monday for that week. Ah, oh, good oh. knowledge. Samantha Baines, thank you so much for joining us. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The Vampire Strikes Back. Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio. Uh, we were just talking about sex toys, so the studio, quite frankly, looks... Well, I mean, looks... like we're all having a great time, to be honest. It's <laughs> uh, like we're in for a great Christmas. That's what it looks like, Aaron. We're definitely in for a good Christmas. Uh, but we also want to talk about something equally important and doesn't get the same amount of airtime, I don't think, as the fun stuff. But it is important, particularly ladies and gentlemen, if you've got a lady in your life, you need to tell her to go and get this tested. It is smear tests and reports that after a kind of peak post-Jade Goodies death, where women did go and get tested, it's fallen off and we're not going again. Uh, To talk to us about this, we've got Anna Cribb in the studio. Hi, Anna. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me on. Swimming through sex toys (laughs) to get to my (laughs) So tell us why this is particularly important for you. Um, it's really, really close to my heart, actually. When I was younger, in my 20s, I went for a smear test um, and wandered along, as you do, for a routine smear test. And the doctor told me that I the results came back abnormal cells. 
I obviously did what everybody does and panicked and thought about cancer. Um, luckily, because I'd gone early enough and got the test done, I was able to be treated. I had, went through laser treatment, cauterization on the abnormal cells, and um, and I'm here today to talk about it. Um, and obviously, um, finding out about the statistics is really, really horrifying. Um, so, yeah, so I decided I need to do something about it. <laughs> do you think we, we're getting the right information about uh, smear tests? Because I find it quite confusing as to when we're supposed to go or not go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you're younger, maybe is it once a year and then it moves once every three years. And so it's not like going to get your teeth, you know, your annual dental appointment or, or anything else. Yeah. Um, so it's just not part of the normal set of tests that I would get done. That's right. When you're 25 years or older, then you get the test every three years in the UK. Um, It's more than that in France and other countries. Um, But it's every three years. The test is free. So there is no other reason not to attend your test. Other than that, it's a little bit embarrassing and a little bit uncomfortable. Um, And um, it was actually when I started YouTubing, um, set up my own YouTube channel with my best friend, Katie Pullinger. and we were sponsored by Channel One, and they kept asking us to do things. Um, and Kathy, the editor of Channel One, phoned me up one day and asked me whether I would consider doing a live cerv- cervical smear test. Um, I nearly threw up into my mobile <laughs> phone and said I was going to have to think about it, put the phone down, and spent the rest of the week talking to Katie about whether this was something I could cope with doing, that we could cope with doing. Um, and started to talk to friends and family about it. Um, and I think the big decision maker for me was talking to my mum, who originally said, Annie, this is not something that needs to be done. You can raise awareness so many other ways than doing this live on camera. Um, and then a week later, she phoned me back and said, we're actually going to attend a very close friend's funeral in the south of France. And um, she was really upset when she told me that that friend had died of cervical cancer and actually knew there was a problem and hadn't gone for the test for the very simple reason that she felt awkward about it, that she felt embarrassed about it. And my mum said, you have to do this. If it encourages one woman to go for the test that she feels uncomfortable with, then it is worth doing. If you can save one life, then go and do it. But also, it's not its not an awful test. Yeah. Like, I, I know a lot of women who are scared of going for a smear test. Mm. And I am fortunate enough that I've never had any challenges about going. I, I feel like it should be video mm-hmm. to sh- just show how kind of very basic it is. Yes, yeah. it's a part of your body that, you know, um, it, that, you know, we... we ha- want to keep private and you don't want to be getting mm. out for people but ultimately the procedure is is pretty small it's uncomfortable yeah. it's not painful um so and I think it's because I I knew that myself that I decided I could cope with going to do it um and I can talk my way through generally through anything <laughs> so I thought I could describe exactly how the test felt um which is exactly what I did so we went live and I couldn't have been shaking more than I was I mean how on earth the gynecologist even found his way in between (laughs) my legs because they were shaking so much um but actually um I was able to describe exactly how it felt and after we'd gone live Katie and I waited for the backlash and we waited for people telling me I had done it for any other reason other than the reason I did do it 
to raise awareness and actually it was phenomenal um the emails and um the contact through social media women who had never been for a smear test women who went for the smear test because they'd watched the live and were encouraged to do it and abnormal cells were found and yes it has saved lives so so we've discussed this on on the show before not not for a while actually but Mm -hmm. i think the thing about smear tests that puts people off is a the results and being scared of sort of the unknown unknowns Mm. but also the environment just isn't particularly welcoming the actual test itself is is absolutely fine i mean if you've ever had sex before or you've put in a tampon for me anyway you put in a tampon then you know you're used to things being in that that area it's it's relatively Mm. quick but it's usually cold and you, you know, it, it's not. It's a bit like going in to get an injection in your arm. There's nothing about the the whole situation that puts you at ease. Yeah. And so I think more needs to be done to just make it a more relaxing mm-hmm. experience. Um, but the actual procedure, I think we need to. De- so, which is what you do in the video, we need mm. to demystify because it's it's not it's not a, a terrible procedure by any stretch of the imagination. Well, the statistics are incredible. 75% of cervical cancer could be prevented by women attending tests. Um, It's as simple as that. Finding the abnormal cells early on means we can treat it and it's it's simple treatment at early on stages, you know, and and leaving it too late um, is, is... fatal Mm. so um there's only one in four women attending tests and since 2009 when jade goody died from cervical cancer which did raise awareness and there was a big surge in women going to their tests the numbers are dropping off again Mm. um but that's because i think women don't know when they're supposed to go back and so you go and then you get an all clear and then if you move and you don't necessarily re-register a doctor Mm. surgery you don't get a letter saying it's time and three years, you know, yeah. can you remember what you were doing three well, my, years ago? My doctors have been on my case. I've got a smear test on Wednesday and my doctors have been on my case for the past two mm. months for me to book an appointment. But that, how long have you lived where, where you are? Well, that's true, 10 years. Yeah. And so mm. same doctor's surgery, same house. So if, you, if you're young in London and you've moved and lived mm. at different addresses and you haven't necessarily registered as a doctor's surgery, then how do you get found and and at what you know is is there a central system that's tracking the last time that mm. you had a smear test but there is also an element of personal responsibility so there's an element of saying actually you know whenever ever i've registered at a doctor's surgery they've mm. always asked me when was your last smear test and i've never known the answer mm. so i've always been like mm, was it because i went through a period yeah. where i had to have them every six months mm. And so I never, I never know. Was it six months ago? Was it three years ago? I don't mm. know. But they always ask me, and when I say I don't know, they always say, "Well, best to come in for one anyway." Yeah. And so there's something about actually that I think we can all do, which is about taking kind of proactive responsibility for our health. If you are not registered with a doctor's surgery, we are lucky enough to live in a country where you can have a GP for free. Go register. Yeah. Go say to them, "I don't know the last time I had a smear test. Can I book him for one?" Because mm mostly they will say yes Mm. the thing that i think is mooring is that we're not testing young enough so we only test from 25 Mm. and actually i had my abnormal cells come back report Mm -hmm. when i was i think 22 23 and i didn't got that because i'd gone in for something else and they said while you're here you should um one of my best friends had her abnormal cells at 18 19 she was irish they test earlier so there's something about 
actually thinking this is not something that just kicks in after 25 it does happen to young women too mm. and we need to be more aware of that mm. but i definitely think it's about being aware of your body as well mm-hmm. and make that phone call to the doctors that's what they're there for and what an incredible nhs system we have in this country you can make a phone call and you can say I, this is not feeling right or yeah. you know this is something that i want they will check your records and they will book you in and you know, yes, there is a certain amount of responsibility for yourself and your body. And, you know, especially if you're a parent, you owe this to your kids as well. And since having kids, you know, I personally feel like keeping on top of these things is really, really important for their sake so that they've got mummy around as long as they possibly can have um, and do it for them, if not for yourself. Yeah. And are you doing any more on the smear test campaign? Have you got anything more that we should be looking for? Um, the video is still up on YouTube over on Channel Mum. And I've just done a chat on our um, YouTube channel, Hey Mummy, as well this week. Um, so it's there. So if you are somebody who is listening to this and perhaps thinks that you haven't been for your smear test, then watch the video. Um, I put myself through it to help people, not for any other reason. And I would love you to watch it and realise that this is a test that does not hurt Mm -hmm. and could save your life so please 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 book yourself in phone your doctors and see if you've run over your three-year limit um to go and have your test because it really could save your life and um yeah the video might just help you to do that so Anna Cribb thank you so much for coming in and chatting to us about it go get a smear test badass women's hour excel on talk radio she'll get you talking We're talking advent calendars. Annabelle, tell us what's in the advent calendar particularly that we're talking about today. So in my hands right now, I hold the Love Honey sex toy advent calendar, um, which has for every festive day a little uh, bedroom treat, shall we say. So the idea is it works in the exact same way as a normal advent calendar, only instead of chocolate, you get something that you can use by yourself or with your partner. Um... It really is all about imagination. Which so is let's. Calendar. <laughs> I don't want to say let's open it up, but let's open let's it up. Open it up. Oh, uh, pick a number. Well, we're on the eighth, should we do today? Okay, if I can find it. Mm. I've never been good at this. So this is oh, my thing with advent one. calendars: is not just running in order. There's yeah. been a big thing about advent calendars this year, haven't there? Oh, it's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> probably should have unpacked it's these inflate, before we started. It's inflatable, no, it's is this? A, this is um, a little feather tickler. Oh. Um, and you just trace it along your skin or your partner's skin. And the idea is that this encourages blood flow to the surface of the skin and makes you more responsive to touch so you're more sensitive. So it can increase pleasure in the bedroom. Mm. And it's nice and pretty as well. And uh, it does... That's what I was thinking. I was like, a mega duster right there. Uh, And why... So I'm obviously... This all sounds great. I'm not sure 24 days... It feels like quite a lot of effort. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you can open them in any order you like you don't have to open one every day and some of them are nice and playful like this and others like the main product in there is quite luxurious quite expensive so i think people that are really into sex toys would love this and those that are looking to get into this it's a great kind of smorgasbord of things to try there's nothing particularly scary or particularly kinky or particularly 50 shades of grayish so it's not very scary um it's really just a bit of fun and a lot of people buy them as gifts yeah that's what i was just thinking if i knew that one of my girlfriends had you know been moaning all year that she wanted to spice up things in the bedroom or that she was generally just 
quite horny a lot of the time. This is the sort of fun gift that I would buy for her. And I'm looking, it's it's a bit large though. It's not the sort of thing you can just carry home from the shops in a bag. Um, no, unfortunately, <laughs> Love Honey do do discreet uh, delivery. So you don't have to How much it does it cost? Um, I don't know. Okay, I, we'll find out. We'll find out <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's 150 pounds, and you get 250 pounds worth of toys in here. It is a big box, uh, listeners. It's, it's a very <laughs> it big is. box, and it looks as it the, looks yeah, quite as heavy. the actress said to the bishop. Wine advent calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Gareth, would you buy this for your other half? Yeah, I think it's nice. It's about twice the size of a Monopoly board. <laughs> it's quite hard to carry abroad. My okay. girlfriend's in San Francisco, but you know what? I don't you mind those kind of thi- those things being X-rayed as I go through the. Uh, <laughs> what do you do if they stopped and unpacked your bag, Gareth? I have carried travelling? all kinds of dildos <laughs> and high heels and fun things through customs <laughs> to take fine. to my girlfriend because why not? I think uh, you know um, immigration at the other end are like well. Not coming Good here man. to cause some trouble. Coming really. here for, coming here for, fun. for pleasure you know? rather than business. Exactly. That's, what, that's the box they're taking when you're on that one. In places like Los Angeles and Vegas and places like that, that maybe they expect it. I don't know. Um, I'll tell you what you do. Do you have to be careful, though, with buying gifts for people? Because a couple of years ago, a friend of mine's other half uh, bought her the Love Honey stocking. You get a Christmas stocking. Okay. Um, but he didn't unfortunately know the Christmas stocking etiquette in her parents' house. Oh no! So and the Christmas stocking etiquette is that they all open them together over breakfast. Oh no! It was embarrassing for all involved. So do check who's opening what Just when. Just make sure you know the traditions in, yeah. in your in-laws' <laughs> uh, household. Unless, unless, unless mum-in-law's saying, "God, I've always wanted a dildo." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and about you bought us some Christmas. other stuff. What other little what goodies have you got? bought for us? So uh, I'm going to start off with a shameless plug because I actually have my own range of, of sex toys out um, and uh, there's eight items in the, in the range and I bought you guys one thing Thank each you. so you can fight amongst Aww. yourselves. But the thing I'm particularly proud of, of is uh, I designed some Kegel cherries. So they're pelvic floor toning balls and they're designed to look exactly like cherries. And the stalk is the retrieval cord and it's very cute. They come knotted and everything, but they're weighted. (laughs) So if you've had a baby or just through age, your pelvic floor isn't quite what it once was. These will help you tighten that up and you'll get better bladder control and lots of women report uh, experiencing better orgasms as a result of this. So that's why Um, I... Should we pass those over to you? Uh, I don't have any problems with bladder control (laughs) or orgasms, but thanks. Uh, The other thing I bought is, so I am a certified couples counsellor and I spend my, uh, the majority of my time trying to keep couples together. And a lot of times uh, a difference in kind of sex drive and the orgasm gap that we've been hearing Mm -hmm. a lot about plays such a big part. So I wanted to introduce a love ring into my collection so that we can close that gap because women typically take around 20 minutes to reach climax and men seven. So if you can stimulate your partner externally and internally at the same time, which you can with this ring, you kind of bring those levels to a more equal standing. Um, Gareth, do you want that one? We'll give that one to Gareth. I'm not going to go into this. You're going to regret this this show, aren't you? More men should be listening to this. All these kind of pelvic floor things. and um, It's it's very, very interesting. I've got to say that. It's really, really interesting. All men out there, calling all men. You need to listen to the badass women. It's it's serious insights. Well, it's like... Years ago, I mean, I'm in my 50s now, but um, years ago, obviously, the boys, we used to read Cosmopolitan stuff because we needed to know what the girls 
thought. So um, this is fascinating, and uh, you should have a massive male audience. It should be as simple as that. Well, they'll well, all I be think calling we in. Do. A we definitely got Gareth. So be nice Gareth. to us. So be nice. <laughs> oh, we are nice. We <laughs> are nice. And finally, what's the final cheat? Well, you the got final for thing I bought. Um, I did mull over whether I should bring these or not because um, anal play is not to everyone's taste, and I'm being very aware that um, it is uh, pre nine yeah. p.m. So I thought I'm you were going to say I'm very aware it's Christmas. So <laughs> something else might go. A lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, a lot of people um, expressing an interest in backdoor activity, we shall call it. Uh, so I thought I should cater to that market because I'm actually I was really surprised in the amount of people that asked questions about this department. So I designed a range of plugs that you don't wear vaginally, but on the base I put this. We're so going to which off. is a smoky <laughs> crystal base. Well, Harry will have those. <laughs> <laughs> it's like bling for your booty. That's oh, exactly what my booty needs over Christmas. <laughs> Annabelle, thank you so much for coming in and chatting to us. Love Honey Advent Calendar is available now if you haven't got one already and that's what you need, you go for it. One, two, three, four. This has been the Badass Women's Hour podcast with me, Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. If you want to hear more from us, you can come follow us on social media at Badass Women's Hour HR um, or leave us a review and tell us how much you love us. We really need to feel the love. Five stars should do it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.